So someone on social media asked, you know, now that you've done Bigfoot 200 and Tahoe 200, which one do you prefer? Like kind of how do you compare those two? And I was going to go into some deep kind of elaborate uh, comparison of the two. And then I realized basically choosing between Bigfoot and Tahoe 200 is like asking Mike Tyson to either punch you from the right or to punch you from the left. Welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast. Welcome to the Training for Ultra podcast, episode 106. My name is Rob. I also go by Training for Ultra, and we have a really cool episode. We have an, a race director of a new race series, Molly. She is putting together the John Wayne Grit Series, and we get to speak with John Wayne's son, Ethan. Um, both of them are teaming up to work together. It's for a really good cause, and it makes for just a really interesting conversation. You get some cool insights about John Wayne that you might never have known and get to hear about this brand new race series. Definitely recommend checking it out. And it seems like they have a variety of distances. So very cool to um, speak with the two of them. So my race recap, Tahoe 200, I finished. It was a heck of an experience. I have tons and tons of things to share with you. It's going to make for a great episode or two on Amazon once that becomes available, I did have Ryan Clayton out there shooting, trying to cover the whole thing. And uh, I am going to do my race recap exclusive to Patreon this week. I might release it next week. Um, but I want to give those Patreon supporters the first listen because they are supporting making this all work. If you haven't considered Patreon, I think it's a dollar a month. So 25 cents an episode if you're enjoying this. Um, you know, I never ask for money. Uh, have you pay for this episode? But, you know, if if you do um, take a liking to it and want to support the cause, you know, feel free. Patreon supporters, they do have access to a closed Facebook group. And I try to kind of key them in on, on early access stuff. So my Tahoe 200 race recap will go exclusively there for a week. And I'd like to thank my sponsors. They make this all work. Exoskin. I used so many pairs of toe socks um, at Tahoe 200. I probably used eight pairs. My feet are in really good shape for Moab 240. I mean, as good of shape as they can be. I'll go into some of that in the race recap. But the um, the Rubicon was uh, a foot destroyer. So, yeah, T, the number 4U20 for 20% off. Exoskin, they've been a great supporter, so thank you guys. Sufferfest beer, I did get to enjoy a Sufferfest beer at the end of Tahoe 200, and now I just have uh, Moab 240, so I'll have, you know, one waiting for me there. They do, uh, they just announced that they are actually going to have national distribution here soon, so check out their website for the nearest retailer, Sufferfest beer. 
Hammer Nutrition, if you haven't given them a shot, feel free to use my promo code or referral code 252888 and you'll save 15% off your first order. I have a big order coming here soon. Can't wait. Always love their vitamins and CBD and and just uh, I ate so many of their gels. I think I ate 30 of their gels. Really like the tropical and the peanut butter chocolate and then I also throw fizz and enduro lights in my water bottle and I drank more perpetuum than probably anyone on the planet um, over Tahoe 200. So always enjoy working with Hammer Nutrition. They did, they did just print up some custom shirts for Moab 240 that I'm really excited about. They have the uh, the Empower Retirement logo on there. They also have running a 401k for cancer research on the shirt. So I'm I'm really excited about this fundraising effort. You know, if you guys haven't checked out the uh, fundraising effort, I think we've raised. I mean, not even including matching. I think we're up to twenty thousand dollars. There's a big incentive that Empower Retirement has given me to finish Moab 240 and then tag on those additional miles. So this is going awesome. I appreciate every single dollar donated. I will leave a link in the show notes um, to where you can make a small donation. And Empower Retirement is matching those first $5,000 of external donations. And then they're also matching internal donations. And again, they're, they're giving me a big incentive to finish this for Celia, raise awareness of histiocytosis tumors. And uh, yeah, it's www.401kforpediatriccancer.com if you don't want to check the show notes there. Um, Ultimate Direction, definitely utilize their Mountain 4.0 vest. They have some cool vests coming up here soon. And uh, during my training before Moab 240, I'll definitely be utilizing their handhelds. I use the um, semi-solid bottles for Tahoe 200. I always like having not just the the super soft ones. I I like the ones that are um, a little bit more solid, but they got me through. And then last but not least, um, Destination Trail, Candace Burt and uh, Crystal also, you know, works really hard on all these races. Her whole team, I saw Riley out there, you know, they, they work so hard putting on these races and Tahoe 200 just showed me, reminded me like how hard they work, what great events they put on from hanging out at the start finish line, you know, before the race to hitting up every aid station throughout the race to then having that, you know, that Tuesday night dinner with all the finishers. And it was just, it was a really great experience and highly recommend you check out destination trail. They have races of all distances and I'm really toying with, uh, yeah, 2020 putting another you know, big destination trail race on my schedule, but I am focused on Moab 240 right now. So that's all I have. I survived Tahoe 200. I'm one step away from completing the triple crown of 200s. It's been my A goal of the year. I have this giant fundraising effort. I'm bringing in the all-star dream team crew, Anime Flynn, Matt Daniels, Kyle Patari, maybe a few others, um, to help me at Moab. Big shout out to Kyle, by the way, he just won run rabbit run heck of a race there. So he's firing on all cylinders. Matt's doing okay. Right. He had a pretty good States 
and anime Flynn's won two of the biggest 50k and 50 mile races uh of 2019 so she's crushing and i'm just so thankful to have them help me you know middle of the pack normal dude who's just trying to get after it so last exciting announcement i do have i am doing a series of charity kind of fundraising podcast episodes so you have a chance to bid and this is going to be a silent auction you just email training for ultra at gmail your bid and i'll just reply what the current bid is but my very first one is going to be courtney dewalter fresh off her giant utmb win you have a chance to bid on a 30 minute episode with her and every single dollar of your bid will be donated to this histiocytosis 401k for cancer research. So it's for a great cause. You get to talk to some of the best in, in the entire world in ultra running. I also have Hayden Hawks lined up. So if you're a Hayden Hawks fan, you want to make a donation, um, that's available. And then Crystal Seavers, she's you know, huge on, on the blog front. Um, she's a, a coach and, and a, a inspiration. She runs for Ultimate Direction. I met her at the uh, UD Summit, and we've become pretty good friends. Uh, you get a chance to have a 30-minute episode with her if you're one of her fans. She has tons of social media fans. So I have three laid out. I have possibly three sleepers that are potentially huge interviews that you can be a part of. So check the show notes. Um, I will begin the process of putting that on my website and I'll, I'll have you know a spot there. But yeah, check the show notes. Or if you're just like, hey, what's the current bid on uh, the episode with Courtney DeWalter? I'd really like to talk to her. Talk, you know, You're welcome to talk to me. Um, but I'm giving you the reins. This is for charity, utilizing my platform for you know, getting the awareness of histiocytosis out there to raise money to help these kids that are suffering through chemotherapy and suffering through various cancers. Um, so there it is. It's exciting. We could have some even bigger names coming here soon. Thank you guys for your support. Enjoy this episode. Check it out. Reach out to Molly. Um, and the John Wayne Foundation's just doing awesome stuff. So thank you guys for the support. Don't forget to enjoy your training. All right, I have a really unique episode. I'm really excited about this. I am joined by Molly Kasuth and Ethan Wayne. Guys, thanks for joining me on the Training for Ultra podcast. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Molly, you're, um, you're an RD. We met at Western States of all places. I think Michelle Barton yeah. introduced us, actually. She did, yes. Um, Very fun event. I mean, normally I'd dive into, you know, a single background, but it sounds like you do a lot of trail running, uh, a lot of races. Is that, is that been going on for some time now? Uh, I have been a, a trail runner. Yes. For quite some time on top of being a race director for the past 12 years. Wow. And I, I know Michelle's always spoken highly of your races and, um, I think I only made a verbal commitment to show up to one of your races in the future. So, um, but, <laughs> but let's, let's change it's that. not in writing. It's only recorded. Um, <laughs> and Ethan, I mean, your dad made some really great movies. 
John Wayne. Um, how did how did you two meet and, and get linked up? And tell me about the genesis of of this idea. Well, let's see. my father passed away from cancer in 1979, and uh, as he was uh, as he was dying, he, you know, my brothers and sisters were all there, and he said use my name to help the doctors fight cancer. Uh, he passed away and we, uh, working with one of the doctors that was treating him at UCLA, we established the John Wayne cancer clinic. Uh, and then we established a John Wayne cancer foundation to try and support that clinic over the years. Uh, the clinic uh, needed more room. And so we moved from UCLA to St. John's hospital in Santa Monica, where we have a freestanding uh, cancer institute. And they do uh, research there, and they also train doctors there. A lot of the research that is done has been in uh, melanoma and breast cancer. And so one of the, uh, one piece of technology that came out of uh, the research there is called the sentinel node biopsy. And that's a standard of care around the world today. If you're diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, pretty wow. much everybody gets the sentinel node biopsy. And that came from John Wayne. The, um, the other thing that they really pioneered at John Wayne was immunotherapy. And so you're hearing a lot about immunotherapy today. And those seeds were planted you know, 25 years ago at the John Wayne Cancer Institute. Uh, so a lot of significant uh, work and research has come out of John Wayne, but it hasn't been public. It's been sort of um, like there's institutional knowledge, but there isn't public knowledge. And so my older brother, Michael, ran our family business from the day my father died until my brother died in 2003. And, and when I came in and sort of looked at things, I thought, gosh, we've done so much in cancer. We really need to start uh, letting people know how much work John Wayne does in cancer and invite them to join in. And so through programs and, and uh, connecting the doctors that have been trained there. We have a, a surgical oncology fellowship program there. So a general surgeon will come out of uh, medical school and he can go into private practice or he'll come to John Wayne and he'll become a specialist in non-invasive neurosurgery uh, or breast or melanoma or GI or urology and become an accredited specialist. So far, about 170 of those uh, fellows have graduated and are out in the world uh, treating people and doing research. So that's a, a, a really significant legacy for my father outside of his film legacy uh, at the foundation and trying yeah. to get the, the word out about what John Wayne does and try to garner some, some more public support with, you know, fundraising. We had done a lot of uh, melanoma research, and if you know anything about melanoma, you know, it's, it's sun damage and it's cumulative. So if you can get to children and give them the information about the sun and uh, how to be active and still protect yourself and know what to look for if something is going wrong, you're empowering that child with uh, great pieces of, of information. So we've, we just educated our, I believe it's our 500,000th child. Uh, in this program mm -hmm. called Block the Blaze, which goes out and teaches kids the sun-safe tips while they're in the junior lifeguard programs and uh, at swimming pools and at schools uh, across the country. 
That's amazing. And Molly is is a, a local girl. I don't remember how we originally met Molly, but she's been doing these trail runs, you know, for a long time. And, yeah. Um, Crystal Cove. At the foundation, we, we'd never done events. We tried to keep the organization small and just fund the doctors and the research. So we have the alumni fellows that we fund and uh, the John Wayne Cancer Institute that we fund. Um, when you start doing events, you know, you kind of take on a lot of people and it becomes an annual uh, function and it's just a little bit draining on the, on the nonprofit. Um, so we tried to find ways where we could do these things outside or get them sponsored by people. And, and Molly's really the first step in, in our, uh, in doing something that the public can uh, join us in the fight against cancer with. My dad was an outdoorsman. Uh, he introduced a lot of people to the West through his films. And so the, the initial locations that we picked are um, uh, places of significance, you know, not only for his filmmaking, but they're also places that people like to go spend their time outdoors in. You know, the Alabama hills at the base of Mount Whitney have, have not only been uh, popular for uh, film locations, you know, everything from John Wayne movies to Star Wars, but but also, you know, it's a place people go on the weekend and they hike and they see the rock formations and they're staring up at Mount Whitney, the tallest mountain in the continental United States. It's just a beautiful spot. And I don't know if you're familiar with Ridgeway, Colorado, but it's, uh, it's a place where they filmed the film True Grit. Wow. And uh, yeah. it's the 50th anniversary of True Grit. And that town is having a, like a 50th anniversary celebration. And we thought we'd join them. And uh Molly was able to put together a terrific 10K that goes through not only, you know, beautiful scenery, but actual film locations from the movie. Uh, and like to try to give you an idea of how Gosh. beautiful Ridgeway is, it's, it's where Ralph Lauren's big RRL ranch is. So it's knuckled <laughs> yeah. right there by Telluride and Ure and, you know, just to give you some perspective. He, he could probably the places pick. places where the runs are yeah. are spectacular. He could probably Sorry. pick just about any any place on the planet, so that does say a lot. <laughs> um, it does, yeah. It's Molly, beautiful. I mean, this initial 10K, how did you pick the course? Were you feeling the pressure of living up to the movie? Um, like, what was your thought process? And I want to hear about this 10K. For the Ridgeway? Yeah. Yeah, for the Ridgeway race, um, I had never been to Uray, Colorado. Um, but when uh, Ethan had gone out and had visited Ridgeway and um, mentioned that there was going to be this big 50th anniversary of True Grit, and you know, I was like, well, you know, let me go take a look and see what we can what we can kind of put together. Me never being there, and it also was partial uh, winter with snow. I did do my background and did some kind of um, investigation on movie locations, and so I went out and I found a few different locations. One is like Deb's Meadow which is up um, courthouse um, peak and there was a beautiful meadow, but it was really hard to find partial uh, trails were closed due to the snow. And then there was another location I contacted um, in the town for locations along a road called last dollar road. Last dollar road is where um, one of the more famous scenes of the John Wayne true grit movie was filmed. And it's to this day, still the homestead, called True Grit Homestead. So the gentleman who purchased the ranch, everything is still looks the exact same as it did 50 years ago. Oh, so cool. I felt 
this would be a really perfect location because it's a absolutely beautiful along a really neat rolling fire road through Aspens. Then you, the runners run right past, turn around at the actual homestead where the film was movie was filmed, and they get to turn around again. Like Ethan was saying, Ralph Lauren's ranch is along this road with the uh, San Juan Mountains in the background. Beautiful. So to me, it was not only just, again, you know, like this beautiful location, but it was also also symbolic of the movie locations. And it's still to this day, I mean, people drive up and down this road on Last Dollar Road just to go find this these locations of the movie scenes. It's that pretty. And in October, everything is like just, just blooming into the fall. So a lot of the leaves turn colors. So it's like, absolutely spectacular so it was it was really really uh a neat experience finding this location and then having so much support out of ridgeway everybody has been super supportive and helpful all all along this course so yeah it's a great it's a great small town uh and you know it's about 45 minutes to telluride and about 10 miles to Ure. so it's um just i don't know it's a great area when i first rolled through there i called molly and i'm like this place is incredible so I'm excited that it's happening. And I mean, Ethan, did you sign off on the course or are you just trusting Molly with this one? I mean, Oh, I think if, if you could trust anybody with setting up a trail running course, it's Molly. <laughs> she has a lot of experience trail running. And oh e- Ethan, are you a hiker? Are you a hiker or do you ride? I mean, yeah, what do you... I'm a hiker. I mean, okay. back in the day in the eighties, I ran 10 K's and stuff, but you know, awesome. I haven't been running a lot in a while. And so Molly he does great with hiking. He does great with hiking. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I've been putting yeah. in some, some small mileages. So I'm ready to, to make, you know, to be able to at least finish the courses. Oh, cool. So yeah, oh, yeah. she's inspirational. Yeah. And you he's know, it's great. Like, you do, you do something like this. Our whole office is running, like friends are running. People that I haven't talked to in a long time are calling and saying they're going to be there. One of my nieces is going to have her birthday party there. So, you know, it just, it turns into a, <laughs> A bigger thing. That's uh, that's yeah. amazing. It has a ripple it's effect. Amazing. I mean, it how, totally does. Yeah. How how meaningful, Ethan, is this to you? I mean, this is. I mean, the movies are timeless, obviously, but to be able be able to like kind of relive like exact places, you know, in in parts of the movies. I mean, like what's going through well, your when head? I grew up, is it? You know, like when my dad would go to work, he'd be gone for three months at a time. And most of the time I got to go with him. He had me when he was older and we found where he'd written, you know, uh, somebody asked him why they were taking me out of school. And he said, look, you know, boys go away when they're teenagers. They don't come back till they're in their thirties. And I'm not going to be there for Ethan when he comes back. So I'm taking him now. So, you know, I went with him to all these places. So for me, it's fun to go back and and uh, be in the locations that I loved when I was a kid. I, I've always loved sort of uh, a slightly rural locations and being out mm-hmm. in uh, the country. So, yeah, I, you know, it, oh, it brings back fond memories for me. And, and Molly, I mean, did you have to review all the film? Did you, did you like, I have, I you, have reviewed a lot. Yes. Do you feel the pressure of like living up to true grid and you know, a lot of the other ones? I mean, were you feeling uh, abnormally high real quick for Molly? Yeah. yeah go I ahead. just want to say like, <laughs> she wasn't tasked like with any specific, you got to get this trail. You got to do this thing. We sort of <laughs> let Molly roll. 
but she came back and, you know, she met the ranch owner and, and got the okay to do it here. And she put this whole thing together. So it's really, it's really all her doing. And, and because she's a, a positive and nice person, she was able to, you know, get these locations for the runs. But an unfortunate, thank you, even fortunately, because of who John Wayne was, everybody to this day wants to be involved and wants to help. It really has made my job as a race director a lot easier. And it's also been such a learning experience for me and myself, um, just learning just how people come together. And I, I mean, I'm a, you know, really a, nobody when I show up to Ridgeway, Colorado, and then all of a sudden I have, you know, then the town is like 900 people. And, you know, I've become friends with many of them and I can now walk into place and say, Hey, Amanda. So, so I think it's just, it just, when you have John Wayne's name on it, just because of what an amazing man he was, I truly do feel even to this day, after all these years, people want to help and want to be involved. It's amazing to me. Yeah. Something else. When I was a kid and I traveled with my dad, our entire landscape wasn't corporate. You know, you go down, an interstate and it's the same product at every intersection. It's the same set of gas stations, the same set of fast foods, the same set of corporate, you know, dining that's available everywhere. It's not till you get off those main roads and you go to the smaller towns where you have the people who are sort of still authentic to that area. And I think Ridgeway and the other locations uh, we're going to go to still have that. It's, it's a local cafe it's a local bakery. Everything that's there is, yeah. is there, you know, and it's not just the same thing that you're getting in Anaheim or, you know, Sacramento or San Francisco. Uh, and which, people are, people have stories too. Like people who have been there for 30, 40, 50 years say, I remember John Wayne walked in the store here and he did this. I remember John Wayne invited me to come and have lunch with them while they were working on that movie set at the True Grit, you know, estate. So people are still out there that have these amazing stories because of that. So it really is amazing across the board. I think, I think he obviously touched a lot of people and it's really cool that there's a foundation that, you know, allows him to still, you know, have a positive influence on people. Um, Molly, why did you pick 10 K as the distance? Was that how the course naturally kind of like worked out? Or, I mean, did you, know it going in like i need to work backwards into this distance and this is a genius race series like the the, I, the interest is going to be off the charts <laughs> yeah i i picked a 10k because the entire weekend is based around an anniversary for true grit an anniversary for a huge community to come together to be a part of and for us and ethan we want everybody involved. We want it to be everybody that could do this. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of John Wayne is, you know, true grit, you have grit, you know, strength, courage. And so, you know, running where we are in Bridgeway, you're at altitude, you know, for us coming from California, but for others and maybe in Colorado, it won't be as challenging, but for a lot of people, it will be. So we did, I personally chose the 10 K because I felt like it was going to cover the whole basis. Everybody could be involved. Everybody could be included just around this one special weekend of this festival going on in honor of the 50th anniversary. 
That's awesome. Then I also, you know, wanted, wanted people to be able, like, even the people who are doing the race, you know, you do the race, you get to, people get to go tour, check out the whole True Grit um, homestead, and then they get to drive in back into town, and it's this big party with, like, music and, and like, axe throwing, and, I mean, it's just, like, the coolest things you could imagine doing in this, in these little small towns, but, so. Oh, I thought you picked 10K because you didn't think I'd make it to a half. <laughs> no way you got this you got this I, you're gonna be just fine Ethan. <laughs> um are, are horses yeah. going to be involved at all actually yes we just were confirmed that we are the race is going to be officially started by uh horses with uh cowboys very cool very cool and pretty cool yeah i'm trying to remember is this the the race in october or is this the... Yeah, this is the October 12th race in Ridgeway. Okay. I, I would yeah. be there. I, I've already committed to a, another fundraiser oh. Uh, oh. type effort yeah. um, in Moab. But um, what's great is, I mean, just keep this rolling and I'll, I'll show up and I'll meet my, my, my verbal commitment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is just the first two, right? So these are right. two in October. Yeah. But we're so, going yep, to do this in a number of other locations. So yeah, plenty I mean, of opportunities coming up. I, I think a, a true grit ultra should be considered, um, maybe a last 100%. man, maybe a last man standing. Um, not that I have a course here in Denver that oh. could work, but it, it, it might not be in the movie. So it might not make sense. Um, yeah, there's like, so many avenues you guys can take this. Um, it's really, really unique. So what is the mm-hmm. other race um, in Lone Pine? That or, race is uh, in the right. Alabama Hills. Okay, okay. And when is when is that race? October 5th. October 5th. Okay. And how many... And then the Colorado one is, is one week later, October 12th. Yep. And do you have more in the works? Or is this kind of like yeah. year one or... Yeah. Let me let me hear Stay more. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> gotta pry this information from you. Um, <laughs> I know. So Trust me, it's Ethan, only gonna what, get better. <laughs> did um, Ethan? Did your dad ever share what his longest ride was? Is there any? I mean, it, it's kind of no, notorious. No, I, I thought about that, okay. and I've, I've looked at different films, and there's there's different subject matter that could work. But I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is create something that people that will get people outdoors, uh, in beautiful places. Um, a lot of the, you know, the film sets aren't picked randomly. I mean, especially in my father's films, the locations were like another character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really well known for monument Valley, but you know, true grit was filmed in uh, Ridgeway, Colorado. And they finished yeah. certain scenes in mammoth, which is close to the Alabama Hills and Lone Pine these are really scenic outdoor locations that people go to today to enjoy the outdoors. They just want to go for a hike or they want to go running. Uh, these are terrific spots to camp and, and enjoy this country. So what was, um, what was John Wayne's favorite food or are we incorporating aid station foods at all or, or like finish line food, um, metals? Yes, I mean, They'll you could go wild with this. Charred rare for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Charred rare. Charred rare. 
<laughs> that was my father's favorite food. He liked oh my steak. And it's funny because I can remember, uh, like, you know, if we'd have meatloaf or something, he'd go, you got to tell me I just worked three months in Mexico so I can come home from meatloaf. <laughs> you know, he was truly <laughs> disappointed when there wasn't steak. Wasn't a steak so, ready for him? <laughs> uh, you know, we got to have these runs long enough to where people want a steak at the end of them. We want to get some good yeah. exercise in an, in an awesome yeah. spot. I'm, I'm the thinking. Alabama Hills race is a half marathon and a 10K. So the runners will definitely be uh, earning a, a little bit bigger appetite. Alabama Hills, which we have some definite yummy food uh, organized for the finish line festivities for sure in Alabama Hills, and, including and, some bar- including some barbecue. <laughs> I mean, I got to yeah, ask. We'll have, like, we'll have food there. In terms of drink, what was the preferred drink? Well, part of my job as a little boy was to load up the station wagon with all the sort of personal things that he would want. So, you know, the jackets that he liked, the the personal boots that he liked, you know, the gloves that he liked. Each one of these jobs back then was was like a little expedition. You know, you're in in Durango, Mexico for three months and uh, you sort of get used to a certain mug, a certain pair of gloves, a certain jacket. These become your go-to items, you know, and, um, I loaded all that stuff for my dad and the heaviest thing I used to carry was the alcohol <laughs> and 90% of the time it was bourbon, but he also loved tequila a little bit later in life. So we'll have bourbon and tequila available for people oh, once they're off perfect. the trails. Yeah, really, that's, that's absolutely perfect. And, um, have you incorporated some of the movie into I, I don't know what kind of finisher awards you're thinking, Molly. Um, and, and then I'm also... Uh, I, the, go ahead. I, the finisher medals have been made, and I'm going to let Ethan explain the finisher medals because it's, pre- it's a really well, cool... I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was movie-specific. I just thought it was something no. that would be useful to people. Right. You know, so you're out in these places, and this is something that will always serve you well if you're out there you're sleeping in your van or you're camping the the little things that you'll get will be things that you'll appreciate out there nice is that clear enough <laughs> i i don't want to ruin it i people need motivation to finish <laughs> and, and plus yeah. this is a, a growing series so as it grows yeah. and you add races i mean who knows where you guys take we, uh, it? So, right, yeah. You know, we have we have awesome uh, Patagonia long sleeve, uh, very very soft, comfortable race shirts for all finishers. So I, it's, it's, every, again, everybody will be very I'm, happy. I'm there. <laughs> Why did you have to pick Moab uh, weekend for the Colorado? Um, <laughs> uh, no, Ridgeway, Ridgeway, Colorado. Okay. Um, Oh, you owe me. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, you're doing Moab that weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I want to be at yeah. the series at some I point. Know. I, I think, well, I think. Well, Moab's at one of our top locations because he filmed a lot of films there. A lot. Out of yeah. Moab. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've gone east along the river, but there's the Sorrel River Ranch and there's another uh, ranch. They're both hotels now and one has a museum, but those are the locations where they set up camp and they stayed when they were filming. Oh boy! So I'm six hours away. I'm ready. I'm ready to run. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I mean, the ultra runner in me has to ask, like, do you think, like, what, what would John Wayne think of an ultra runner today and the amount of I grit for lack of better words, like, like, what would he think of that concept? And would he be, I, I would assume he'd be hugely supportive of this idea and how it's raising awareness and funds for cancer research. I would hope so. I would hope he'd be pleased. You know, he was one of the first actors. Uh, they told him to keep his lung cancer diagnosis quiet and he didn't, you know, he said, no, you know, I've, I've learned something here. And the fact that, that mine was found early has given me a fighting chance to beat this disease and give me more time with my family and friends, which it did. Uh, so he went and he did, uh, you know, public service announcements for the American Cancer Society in the early 60s when he first had lung wow. cancer. And uh, so, you know, I think he'd be happy. I mean, he was a smart guy. You know, he, he was uh, very sharp and, you know, understood the importance of education. And, and that's why I think our, our Block to Plays program for kids is an educational program. But if you can get that information to kids before they're, you know, in their 20s, if we can keep them from getting a blistering sunburn before they're 20, they're 50% less likely to develop a malignancy. Wow. You know, I have, let's say I have one, two, I have three band-aids on right now from, you know, sun damage being cut out last week. So, you know, if I had known that mm -hmm. as a kid, maybe I wouldn't have been fried so many times and maybe these things wouldn't be as significant as they are. But, you know, cancer is a, a mysterious disease. It has a lot of different forms. And people are doing a lot of work every day to try to put this puzzle together. And every paper that gets published and every grand round that somebody attends, these are little pieces of that puzzle. And so we got to keep, keep putting those pieces in until the picture becomes clear and we can do away with it. And in each one of these runs and each one of these participants that signs up are helping that work continue. That's awesome. I mean, especially a bunch of us, uh, trail runners, ultra runners. I mean, we're out in the sun quite a bit. Um, oh you know, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing that might be interesting to people about my father is he never looked back. He always moved forward and he had plenty of, uh, inst instances in his life where he was taken advantage of by a business manager or had trouble with a, you know, business partner. And I think where a lot of people would stop and focus on, revenge and getting back and suing and doing all that. He, he didn't want that in his life and he always moved forward. I mean, if, if there's something that, that always sticks in my brain about my father, one, he, he showed me how to sweep when I was a kid because I had to sweep the yard and I can still remember him grabbing the broom and showing me the right way to do it. And two, what, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what, what is the right, <laughs> what is the right way to do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't get out of yourself. But every I can't grab a broom. <laughs> You know, like I just traveled oh to Montana gosh. with my dog in the van and, and I have a broom. Every time I pick up the broom to sweep out the van, I think of my father and oh, his cool. instructions. Yeah. It's funny how those little things are. And he, he'd also say, you know, I said, Dad, I keep stumbling on that rock. I keep hitting the rock. You know, I, I raced motorcycles when I was a little boy. And he'd say, well, are you looking at the rock? And I look right at it and I hit it every time. He goes, look where you want to go, boy. Don't look where you don't want to go. Only focus on where you want to be. And you know, immediately when you do that, you, you start going where you want. It's a great piece of advice. It works in, 
in uh, motorcycle racing. It works in trail running, and it works in life. Absolutely, yes. I mean, that's, that's like amazing. an eight station, so, eight station. It reminds me of Wayne you know, Gretzky, He was an outdoors honestly. guy. If yeah. he wasn't making a film, he was out exploring. He had a, a converted World War II minesweeper, so he'd take that thing up to Alaska in the summer, down to mainland Mexico in the winter. You know, he was in the mountains. He liked to, to mine for turquoise and gold and silver. He loved to bird hunt. You know, he just loved being outside. So I think an outdoor, you know, an athletic activity that is outdoors uh, that brings awareness and funds to cancer research, it's a, it's a great fit for his, his personality, his brand, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He he for wouldn't sure. he wouldn't do well at a Leadville race. We'd lose him down a, a mine. He'd just go go mi- mining and panning for most of the day. But <laughs> he'd be okay. You'd lose me. He'd have yeah. <laughs> Where do you think go? I mean, I'm still amazed because I think of Western States heritage and how that was. Gordy racing horse, and I don't know why that image in my head just connects perfectly with this uh race series like because ultra running at least the stupid distances kind of originated with horses and yeah we forget that um but what more iconic person connected with horses and grit and determination and always moving forward i mean geez it's it's too perfect you know i love it yeah Molly, what, what most excites you about this upcoming series? Oh, boy, I don't even know where to start. I mean, all of it. It's, it's, uh, as a race director, I love seeing people accomplish um, like a goal, dreams. I love seeing uh, something uh, that you can think about and then actually come to, you know, a fruition and be, and be completed. Um, there's so much potential uh, for an athlete, for somebody that's right off the couch, um, uh, somebody who, you know, may have fears of, you know, attempting certain distances. So I, and it's just, I think it's just the whole feel of being uh, involved with the John Wayne Cancer Foundation. And in my opinion, that it's, it's a very loving environment. It's a very loving and giving um, and very supportive. So for me, I'm looking forward to just seeing so much positive coming out of all of the hard work that has been done, not only just in, you know, in the past months into the, in designing, but over the years of hard work and research and continuation of that. It, there's just, it's all good and positive And again, just keep moving forward. I mean, couldn't agree more. There's, there's a chapter in my book titled that, literally. Um, so do you think eventually, uh, you would show, I mean, cause I think of the trail running community, I think of trail running films, I mean, do you think it's kind of a natural build out to have this be an all day or an all weekend type event where you have almost like a mini film festival and throw in that movie that's related to the course itself? We would love uh, it. So, yeah, absolutely. And I just, just kind of like, want to see if, if anybody actually comes. <laughs> <laughs> they will. So, like in Alabama Hills in Lone Pine, uh, one you know, it's, it's Alabama Hills. Uh, How the West was won. So, um, a lot of times the museum there, Lone Pine um, 
Western Museum shows that movie, How the West Was Won. And it's amazing. A lot of people come. And this, the weekend after um, the our race in Alabama Hills, uh, the 10th, I believe, it's Thursday, it starts, is the festival. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of, all movies are shown, all the different movie sites out in the Alabama Hills are toured. So, yeah, absolutely. I That's like one of my yeah, favorite I don't, parts. I don't know if you caught that, but the Lone Pine Film Festival is the next weekend in the same oh, okay. area. Okay. Yeah, it starts the 10th, that Thursday after the 5th. Well, uh, so, so we're going to have the run like four days. the weekend before the next week is the film festival. I mean, talk about a way to get some, some top talent out there and some PR. I mean, you show mm-hmm. a big Matt Daniels yeah, film. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that was a selfish plug. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Matt Daniels, yeah. Um, Matt Daniels just, just was a, Rob, you did a, did you film him for Western State? Yeah, it's, it's in the works, but I mean, but uh, honestly, if you do have an athlete who has a film and then have them out there crushing the trails, I mean, sponsors love that stuff. It gains like a lot of attention and it just builds on itself. People want to go to a film festival and want to camp out. And I was going to say my favorite part of a lot of trail running is not even the race. It's the community and it's the camping, like a lot of times yeah. races will have like campsites. So it's almost like, I wouldn't say a big party. It's just like a big communal experience. Um, Definitely. It yeah. makes it really special. And I mean, yeah, this is just a unique series. So I'm trying to think, uh, I mean, are you thinking about we growing? We have sent out an invite. We haven't, sorry, we have invited just, just a clear that that we have invited some runners that I would feel would be that are closer nearby who are um, wonderful athletes and a great community to run the race um, as well. Oh, of course. See, you know, just yeah, to yeah. kind of get their I didn't mean to impl- so we're, we're, imply we're that, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, I think it'll be just really cool to see how it grows over time. And I like how unique this is. Um, cause you do get into that, like kind of stereotypical trail event, you know, there's no real like special element, but this definitely has like, you know, the support from the local community and it's just bringing in just a really unique flavor and it is cool to like incorporate John Wayne's favorite foods and drinks and yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. So what, what did I miss? What do you guys, is there any other like special elements that you guys think the listeners need to hear about this uh, John Wayne series of trail races? I think you, you kind of nailed it. You know, if, if people like to go out on the weekends and, and camp and go for a hike, this is a, this is a great event for them to attend. Okay, there's a run involved in it, but you're right. It's really about being out there, spending the night, making those connections, uh, doing something positive for people who aren't in a, in a great spot right now, you know, trying to, to help the, the people who need it, try to get the doctor some money so they can do their research. Um, look at John Wayne. Like he, he was sick with the cancer. He wasn't beating it. And he said, use my name to help the doctors fight this disease. Because he said that, uh, there are now 170 surgical onco- oncology specialists 
Each one of those doctors services four to 600 patients a year. That's over 100,000 people being treated with the best uh, uh, surgeries and secondary treatments available because one guy said, give these guys a hand in 1979. So each one of us can make a huge difference. It's a multiplier effect. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Definitely. So, and you know, my, my dad loved life. You know, he never, he never looked back. He kept moving forward. He liked being outside. He liked being with people. He liked social interaction. He liked uh, civil debate. You know, he, he's people, they make a character of him, of the man who was really around back then. But, you know, he worked in Hollywood for, you know, six decades. He couldn't have been more open, tolerant, inclusive. What he cared about was that when you were working on a project, you were good at your job. Like he didn't, he was very grateful to be able to do what he did. And he thought that anybody who worked on a film set should be grateful to be there and should give it a hundred percent. So I don't know. He was, Ethan, a, he was what, a great guy. What was your, what was your, I mean, I want to know your fondest memory. And then I also want to know your favorite movie. I know that's the first time you've ever been asked that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. The movie thing sort of changes because, you know, he died when I was 17. So, you know, I, I've been able to go back and see my father when he was a young man, you know, in his 20s, in his 30s, in his 40s, in his 50s, 60s. And, you know, I knew him when he was in his sixties uh, and seventies. Uh, so the movies for me are, I'm a little selfish about him because I get, you know, even though it's my father playing a character, the character did have, you know, pieces of him in it. And I could see his physicality. I could see his mindset. I could see his humor. I could see his compassion. Um, so it, it's, uh, it, it changes, you know, there was one movie that I was in when I was eight and the name of the film is big Jake. And I got to play little Jake. I get kidnapped and my father comes to get me. Uh, and my, you know, my brother Patrick was in it. My brother Michael produced it. My father was the star. Uh, you know, Maureen O'Hara was in it. She was a close family friend. Bruce Cabot knew all the stunt guys, knew all the Wranglers. And I was uh, eight, eight years old. And so that's a, a really fond memory for me because, I, you know, I was, I was there. I was a part of it. I was in it. I was involved. Um, and uh, I think my, my fondest memories with my dad, uh, he, he, was he was a surprising, surprisingly loving person. Uh, so when you get some time alone with him, either on the set, you know, maybe we'd grab a couple horses and go for a little ride, you know, when they had a break from shooting and we could talk. Uh, and then there were times on the boat when we'd go off by ourselves and, you know, watch the sun come up or you know, watch the sun set. Uh, those, those little alone times were pretty special for me. And it, it wasn't like he said one thing or he did one thing. It was just that, that, you know, you were there and you were together and we were typically someplace outdoors enjoying sunrises and sunsets. And I think this, this race series will help bring a bunch of other people together to enjoy those sunrises and those sunsets. And I don't want to be cliche, but 
that's how I grew up. And, and those are the things that I miss uh, about being with my father. So it's about as hmm. articulate as I can get about that. I, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, and it doesn't fit more perfectly into trail running and ultra running, like the shared experience of the community. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so true. like, we don't, so even, true. like you said, I mean, you don't even have to say a word when you're running through the clouds or wherever you are, or you see that sunrise or that sunset. I mean, it's a shared experience and you don't have to articulate it. It's understood. Um, mm-hmm. So, Definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it, guys. I think you guys Thank have you. yeah some really, really unique idea here. And I can't wait to take part in that shared experience myself coming up here soon. It might be 2020, but yeah, let's stay in touch. And Molly, thanks for putting in all the hard work and and figuring out the trails and where that course naturally falls. And Ethan, thank Mm -hmm. you for your time and and sharing those insights about, you know, personal stuff, like, you know, your relationship with your dad and Mm -hmm. you guys are helping a lot of people like, and yeah, cancer hits everyone. My grandmother died of breast cancer, so... Um, believe it or not, this cause is probably um, hitting home closer than you might realize. So just appreciate you putting this together and what a great cause. So thank you guys. Thanks thank for you. Talk Rob. about it. And uh, I'll look forward excited. to you tossing me a, a trail snack as you pass me on the <laughs> I'll probably be right there next to you. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty uh, just regular runner, but yeah, it's... It'll be fun to uh, meet you guys. I mean, well, Molly, I've met you. Ethan, it'll be great to meet you in the future at one of these events. So as it grows, yeah, to it. keep me in the loop. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Right. Thanks, Rob. And that was episode 106. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Big thank you again to Molly and for Ethan taking all of their time. Definitely check out the John Wayne Grit series. It's going to be a fun one. I'm going to try to check it out as soon as I can. Big thank you to the show sponsors helping make this all work. Exoskin, Sufferfest Beer, Hammer Nutrition, Ultimate Direction, and Destination Trail. I had such a good time out at Tahoe 200. Definitely get on Destination Trail, their website. And uh, yeah, they have a variety of distances. Definitely a fun time. Check it out. Um, I'm getting really excited about these charity episodes. So I will, again, I'll leave um, you know, a link in the show notes for you to have the potential of being on this very podcast with Crystal Seavers or Hayden Hawks or Courtney DeWalter, and we could have two or three other really, really big names coming up here soon. So we'll see what we can do, and I will, um, I'll, I'll leave more description in the show notes. I'll also probably put a page on my website if you're interested, but it's a silent auction. Starting bid for Courtney DeWalter's episode is going to be $300. And again, all of the proceeds of this uh, episode are going to charity. I keep nothing. I just want to raise money for histiocytosis in this 401k run that I am doing. So this is my big fundraising effort. I've never done a fundraiser before like this. And, uh, just very thankful for every dollar donated. You know, we're up to $20,000. That doesn't include matching even. And there's a huge incentive for me to just finish 
So I'm excited. We're going to have a huge October. This is going to be really exciting. I want to bring you guys along. And again, race recap, it's going to be Patreon exclusive initially. And just appreciate you guys checking this episode out. Hopefully it was fun. Hopefully this was different and unique. This is probably a race series you've never heard a podcast on. So it was nice for Molly to reach out and kind of give me the the somewhat exclusive here. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Don't forget to enjoy your training. See you.